Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dad Pod, a podcast for dads by dads. My name is Matt Rodenberg, and as always, I'm joined by Andrew Rodenberg and Kyle York. Fellas, how we doing? Oh, it feels good to hear that intro. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It is the third most wonderful time of the year, and it is the third because we are now in baseball season. Um, I will share the second most wonderful time of the year in July. We'll, we'll talk about the second most time in July. So, I don't even know how to how to deal with that. You're just kind of you're going to leave us a cliffhanger. Uh, Keep tuning you, in. Why can't you just tell? All right. Well, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, we're going to tease guys, an episode that. Well, I might just be the next episode at the rate we're going. But <laughs> hey, you know, we had uh, got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, you're starting new projects at work, which they're actually giving you stuff to do, so that's good, I guess. But yeah, depends on who you ask. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, I'm, you know, on the job hunt, and and Violet's doing some doing some crazy stuff now. So, and she just had a birthday. And she just had a birthday not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. So she's uh, she's running buck wild around and here. Kyle's kids are getting gigantic. Yeah, and cute. Growing a lot. They're big, carrying around about forty pounds of baby. <laughs> no way 40 pounds of baby that's a that's a shit ton of baby for that's, that's two eight months yeah uh they'll be nine months on monday damn the ninth so they're gonna be out as long as they were in so what uh what is scarlet doing that's brand new well she's not really doing anything new she's kind of just developing stuff that she's already been doing so like she's talking more she's saying more words and like knowing what stuff is now and you know knowing uh, so if she sees something on the counter she's like i want that and points at it and you know she's saying a lot more words she's starting to sing so like when coco comes on or when frozen comes on she's starting to like say go or like words she recognizes she'll say them longer uh, that's adorable so do you think you're gonna have to start watching your language pretty soon uh well I think I a feel normal like you should have already would, been it. but like I think it's hilarious when little kids cuss. So I think I'm just gonna gonna let it ride and yeah. and see how. Uh, I definitely won't be able to discipline her if she starts to cuss. So <laughs> that's gonna have to be mommy's department because what is that? I'm just gonna laugh. Uh, honestly, I I can't help it. What's that from the Christmas story? No, I had heard that word from from my old man ten times a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I mean. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just one of those things that strikes my funny bone is when little kids cuss. Yeah, quick story. The first time Brady ever cussed, it was pretty funny. Um, we were, he had just gotten, it was right after Christmas and he had just gotten a helicopter. And uh, we were flying around in the house and uh, he was just really, really excited about it. And it wasn't even like, he, he, you know, he like fell or did something like that. He was just super excited about the helicopter. And he just yells out, GD, <laughs> just as loud as he could. And it's, Chelsea and I just looked at each other and it was hard not to laugh. But, but we, we kind of held it in. I was like, yeah, yeah I know you're excited, but you, gotta, you, can't, you can't cuss like that. So yeah. uh, it was bad. See, I feel actually, like you could have said something way worse. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, with you around, he definitely could have said something way worse, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, no. That's that's what Scarlett's doing. She's kind of. I mean, she's just motoring now. She's talking up a storm, and you know, kind of doing all that stuff. So, uh, I don't really know what to expect now. I guess uh, potty training is probably in our near future. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, that'll be a whole nother whole nother deal. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're uh, we're kind of getting into that. We we bought a little um, a little potty uh, for her. We've sat her on it a couple of times. Um, nothing too of it. Actually, she went she went number two in it one time, so that was kind of cool. But you know, we we we've been a little inconsistent with it. But you know, she just turned one, so I feel like it's not you know right in that wheelhouse of an age where we can you know where we're gonna do it consistently just every once in a while. Um, but you know, she's, she's doing a lot of new things. She's saying bye-bye a lot now. Um, every time I go through our little gate to, you know, take something out to the garage, she waves bye-bye at me. It's really cute. Um, and we've been going to reading class a lot at the library. They hold this little reading class and they, there's like 10, you know, little friends there that she can run around with. It's, I say reading class, it's nothing formal. They just kind of, uh, you know, play with bubbles and, um, you know, just kind of dance around. Violet just dances around and walks around and says hi to everybody. So she doesn't really read a whole lot. <laughs> I think that would sounds way more entertaining than actual reading. Class, <laughs> it's like true. If reading class, like maybe yeah. I would have learned to read if the reading <laughs> class was like that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, when she gets older, I mean, we we have books everywhere around the house. Hopefully, when she gets older, she's a little more interested in it. But yeah, it's 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 just fun for her right now. Guy, what are those babies up to? Uh, these babies are up to having some teeth. Uh, Olive now has two chompers, um, on the bottom, of course. And, um, they are babbling very close to saying mama, which is, uh, I was working hard on dad, dad, but Natalia is way more into it than me. So I gave up and let him say mama (laughs) first. I think that's probably the right choice. Yeah, definitely. So what does she do? Yeah. Just sit in front of them and go, mama, 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 over and over again? Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, gives, Oscar is 100% food motivated, so she'll like give him puffs and like mm. he'll kind of like babble. And he knows if he keeps babbling, he keeps getting more puffs. So he likes that. Um, got him into one of those uh, walkers, and he's running around the house. Um, put him in it one far end of the house, and he runs straight to the refrigerator and or the kitchen. Uh, he follows Natalia around when she's making dinner in the kitchen like a dog waiting for scraps. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Does she give him scraps? Think, yeah, that's yeah. He's basically like Mabel in June. Um, I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but the other day, like a Carl's Jr. commercial came on, and they had one of those giant cheeseburgers, and I've never seen such an excited Oscar. <laughs> so, so you start babbling. <laughs> he, he just like lit up and started shaking. Uh, so I think he's definitely going to be a food guy. Hopefully he's not, uh, you know, you just can't take it off board. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's not on my 500 pound life, whatever it is someday. Right. So, uh, other than that, put up a swing on the front porch. They've been enjoying that. They love swinging into each other. They think it's the funniest thing ever. So if you're holding one and letting the other one swing and it kicks the other one, when it, uh, the swing comes back, they absolutely die laughing. So. Um, it's been fun. Kind of hard to record that when you're by yourself because uh, <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of hands doing a lot of things. But well, we'll try to get that recorded and because uh, it sounds yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when Natalia's uh, off next, we'll get a get a video to put up. But uh, other than that, just uh, growing. So doing what they're doing. All right. Well, uh, I heard uh, heard some cans clanking around. What are, what are we drinking tonight, Matt? I you you're not a huge fan of what you're drinking tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's it's not my favorite, but you know it's it's all right. Uh, it is the KC Opening Day Ale, uh, so it's from the uh, Kansas City Craft Brewers. Um, they are up in Weston, Missouri, uh, which is just north of here. So it's uh it's got 
I think a little more ginger to it than I, I was expecting from it. Uh, I was expecting, I think, a little bit more of the ale type of thing. So just an easy drink of beer. It's got a little bit of a, a ginger kind of a spice to it. So it uh, it kind of hit in the back of the throat a little bit, but it's still a good beer. Uh, you know, I, I think if, uh, you know, I was going to have one out in a hot summer day, that's kind of why I got it was, you know, because baseball season just started. So it's all opening day and I had to go for it. Uh, but it's all right. You know, I you know I would probably drink a couple of them, so I probably will drink a couple of them. <laughs> Let's face it: if, if you're at a pitch, you're gonna drink a few. Of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink them. I bought them. I'm gonna drink them. <laughs> uh, Kyle, what are you up to? I am having a Debolt Brewing Colorado Greenback Indian Pale Ale. Ale. Um, it's pretty good. I've never had anything by these guys before. They're here in Denver. Um, looks like they're up north, but it's a pretty good beer. Um, the Colorado Greenback is a fish, um, so it's good. I don't really have much tasting notes on it. It tastes like an IPA, nothing special. Yeah, moving on to mine, I, uh, I'm drinking its uh, Ace Craft Cider. Um, it's it's okay. It's uh, it's kind of this is kind of the segment of just okay stuff today. Um, this is just not my cup of tea. I think it's a pear cider. Um, it's a little tangy in the front and then sweetens, you know, as, as you drink it. Uh, it's, it's, I think it would be good, you know, beside a pool maybe. Um, but it's just not, not doing it for me right now. But um, I've had some of their other ciders and they're pretty good. So I, I definitely recommend the company. This, this pear cider is just not doing it for me right now. But that's yeah. okay. You know, not every, not every uh, beer has to do it for you every time. You know, I think we're drinking a lot of warm weather beers and none of us have had a single freaking day of warm weather here in that's true. the Midwest. Well, that's, that's not true. true. We get... Like to, today, it was like 18 degrees, and then it got up to like 35, and then tomorrow it's going to be like 60, and then it's supposed to freaking snow and be like 12 degrees on uh, Friday. So, you know, the uh, old, I think we're, we're trying to willfully drink summertime beers maybe, and it's just not there yet. Yeah, the old saying in Missouri is, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes and it'll change. Uh, I've been holding off on buying uh, the summer shandies. Until I get three or five days of consistently warm weather. Well, you know, I wanted to drink this opening day ale and a warm weather beer because all of my favorite springtime activities are starting, like the March Madness tournament, opening day. That's why I went with the opening day ale. Uh, and you know, I, I'm gonna let them brag about it. You know, I. I should be drinking champagne uh, because I won the uh, Pick'em. The tourney pick'em uh, that a group of our friends do is uh, 13 people, and your boy here finished on top. So, uh, and this guy finished. Uh, <laughs> I finished second to last because I finished second to last to the person who actually didn't fill out their bracket. Uh, I did not have a final four team make it out of the Sweet 16. Uh, so that tells you about how my year went. Uh, I should probably just next year take Kyle's route and just not fill one out. Yep. I, Save my money. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was it was a it was a year where there were a lot of uh, upsets. So you know you could have you could have either done chalk and not done very well, or you know well, pick some upsets. Don't give me that. The freaking number two <laughs> overall seed won the whole thing. Don't well, give me okay, this but Nostradamus. I picked a bunch of upset crap. I'm not saying I did. I'm saying that you know that's that maybe it was a route that you went and didn't didn't work out for you. Maybe you picked the wrong upsets. But uh, I did. This might have been. A, I did pick Loyola to like the Sweet Sixteen. So uh, suck it. This might have been. I need to go back and look at this. But this could have been one of those years. You could have just been like, with this animal, 
eat this animal in real life. And you probably could have been pretty far because you had the wildcats. Uh, Layola was like some kind of wolf dog thing. Um, <laughs> they were the ramblers, but yeah, it's like a dog. <laughs> yeah, with their mascots, a wolf dog thing. Right. <laughs> um, a wolverine? Guess, wolverine. No. But anyway, you have Kansas and those stupid chicken hawks in that's there. A, so that's, that's a that's made up anomaly. thing. That's not a real thing. Yes, it is a fake bird. It is a made-up thing, and that is by far one of my favorite things that happened during the tournament, just watch Villanova rain in threes all over them. Uh, And and I think there's there's great stuff that happens every tournament. I I feel like there's more buzzer beaters in the tournament than there is, like, all year long. Maybe you just see them in highlights and stuff. Yeah, I think that's it. I think there's uh, they're brought to the forefront. But I love it, though. It's the best. Like, that Michigan, the one Michigan hit, the Jordan Poole hit, was freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things is buzzer beaters. I love that. And the celebration afterwards. Um, yeah. And then the upsets that uh, we talked about that. That's one of my favorite things. I don't know, what was the, what was the deal with them showing all the kids crying this year? That was kind of weird. I thought a lot of, a lot of kids crying on national television. I think that's a new phenomenon with like Deadspin and some of those, uh, sarcastic dry, you know, sports things. They like to show like the, the misery of the fans, which no, I get it. If it was a college student, I'd be all for it. Show right. those idiot Jayhawks and the, Oh, I see you're saying student kids, section. Kids, yeah, yeah. This was like, like, uh, middle schoolers like crying and stuff which isn't really for me i'd rather see like the 20 year old fan you know crying or have some stupid yeah. look on his face than like a like a little kid go find some idiot that's dressed up in a jayhawk uniform so get him crying yeah or some like 40 year old guy in like a crimson jacket or something show him crying yeah but i don't need to see i don't need to see the little kids uh-huh. that, that wasn't for me right so cbs if you're listening you know, take that into consideration for next year. Don't show us. Or Todd. Todd actually direct, technical directed one of these things. So. There you go. We can talk to Todd. I know he's not listening, but I'll give him that feedback. Kyle, what do you think about the Royals so far? Uh, they've only played a handful of games with all the all the springs outs and snow snow outs. And what do you think so far? Um, it's kind of frustrating. I watched opening day. It was not fun. It, it was typical Kansas City sports day. You got really pumped, and you were like, "Yes, first half or the first the first uh, was inning or two innings. They just killed it, and then uh, you know five runs gave up. Duff man came out early, and here we are. Well, we won think, by a run the other day. I think the problem is is that it's been a typical Kansas City off season. Like we had all this build up, and you know it was like, oh, we're not going to be as bad as everybody kind of thought. And then the day before opening day, they say, oh, Salvi's going to be out six to eight weeks. And, uh, you know, that's like a pretty big hammer when you're, the fan favorite is, like, not going to be there. So that really, you know, leaves a lot to desire. Plus the guy right in the middle of your order. Now Lucas Duda's hurt. So you're like, you're, you know, four or five or three, four hitters are out. Uh, sure, you brought Moose back, but, you know, it, it, he's only one guy. I mean, it's just, I think it's just really hard to see – uh, this team being successful with Chester Cuthbert as your four hitter or, uh, you know, something like that. And the, the bullpen is just, Oh God. <laughs> what, what did you say the other day? You quoted the stat that was like, very rarely does a team keep one rule five player and we have two rule five players. Yeah. <laughs> so the rule five draft, you basically take minor leaguers from other team and they have to stay on your uh, uh, cliff notes version. They have to stay on your team all year. And then you basically own the rights to them. And, Teams typically don't do that because you don't want a minor league player on your major league roster, and we've got two of them in our bullpen this year. And actually, 
one of them is probably one of the better pitchers in the bullpen right now. <laughs> I see kind of the state of the Royals bullpen. Right. I thought you were going uh, with the usual Royals offseason. I thought you were going to go there and signing some guys that have been aging and maybe aren't, uh, you know, they, they might become fan favorites, but they're not really, you know, pushing towards that youth movement that we're looking for. Uh, that we used to do back in the you know 2000s, 90s, 2000s. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of holding out hope that they sign some of these guys to end up moving them at the deadline and bring back some young pieces, uh, and then we'll just kind of take our lumps over the next year or two. But right now it's just like watching old players not play well, and uh, that's not that's not fun for anybody. And it's cold, yeah. so like there's no there's literally no reason for me to go to a Royals game right now. Well, and I think, you know, I think Dayton Moore has a obligation to bring in players or, or at least make it look like he's, you know, making an effort. But, you know, come on, Lucas Duda. I mean, I don't I don't know about that. If you're not from it, we're all Royals fans. We're from Kansas City. Uh, and Lucas Duda actually is the reason why we won the 15 World Series. He's the mad dash, throw it over the catcher's head guy at home plate. So I've got a soft spot for my heart in my heart for Lucas Duda. Uh, he's but, the best player on our team right then. Yeah, I mean – but it just it doesn't really make any sense. If you're going to be young, be young. If you're going to try and win, try and win. Don't. This is the same thing they did last year when they traded Wade Davis, but said they were going to try and win. So, right. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. Got but there, I mean, I'm gonna be a sucker and probably. Oh go yeah, to, I'm gonna watch every single game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll probably go to a few games too. Guy, you look like you. Uh, um, I have a bunch of thoughts, but you guys talked for way too long, so I lost most of them. <laughs> um, one thing I thought was interesting, I read the other day, uh, Nate Carnes, uh, injured right now, but could come back and be possibly the next uh, Ho Chaver, or um, was it... Uh, Mike Miner? No, well, yes, they would like him to be Meyer, but they did it with, um, was it Davis that they, uh, he was a starter that wasn't panning out, put him in the bullpen, and ended up being the one of the better te- better uh, relievers in the game. Yeah, they've got a pretty good history of doing that. So so that's what they're kind of thinking. They don't know or not. They're holding out. But uh, I thought that was an interesting point. But, you know, the big topic in uh, baseball this year is now all teams have these nets running at least to the corners, far corners of the dugouts. Um, I think the trigger for that this year was uh, last year a – two-year-old was watching a baseball game with her grandfather and uh she got hit by a ball and uh, ended up surviving but i guess she had some pretty severe injuries um saw that i think bryant gumbel's special on hbo um did a, did a second uh, part two on uh the nets and their safety and the, it was kind of an eye-opening um piece they talked about um several people who have had like uh severe eye injuries where they can't see out of eyes anymore and they can't, uh, you know, uh, people having headaches and just a whole bunch of really bad pains after, um, getting hit with uh, a baseball and, uh, you know, they really can't get reimbursed for any of their medical bills because there's those signs all over stadiums that, uh, you know, be aware of objects flying out of the field and whatnot. But, uh, um, you know, you guys are lifelong baseball fans and I didn't get into baseball until I was a little bit older. Um, do you guys think it's, uh, ruining the sport? Uh, it's a distraction or you think it's something that it's just part of the game now because of the always connected generation on their phones, not necessarily paying attention to the games become a social event. 
That's a good point. That last point you just made, I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, I think especially if you're taking – I heard the average age of, of a baseball fan now is like 43 or something like that. So, um, yeah. So you're right there. Right <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think the younger generation, you know, sitting out there with their – you know, staring at their phones and they're not really paying attention to the game a whole lot. Uh, maybe there for more of a social aspect. I, that's that's. I didn't think about that. That's a that's a good uh, idea. But I'm I'm all for it. I think um, especially now that I mean you know, I've had Brady for a while and taking him out to games. I'm always you know careful of you know I'm going to bring my glove. If I'm sitting really close. I'm going to try to make a catch if it, if it comes at us. Um, and I think this just alleviates you know having to worry about that you know every single time someone's at the plate. Uh, so I'm all for it. I think you know even you know being a lifelong baseball fan. Uh, I'll look through a net if, if I'm going to be safe, if my kids are going to be safe. I don't really understand the argument of it's taking away from the game because the most expensive tickets in the stadium are behind a net always. The ones right behind home plate have been behind a net since basically the game's invention. So I don't understand the people who are saying that, you know, I have to sit behind this net, I have to look through a net. and was like, yeah, but people have been paying a lot more money for tickets than you have been doing it for years. My other thought is uh, it, it really does just, like, give you that element of safety. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about – if you've never been on the business end of a line drive hit by a major league baseball player, it uh, those balls are coming at you. Uh, way, even if you were paying attention and locked in, uh, there's a chance that you're going to take one off the face or off the chest or – uh, and it does not feel good. Even uh, if I hadn't been five nine dollar beers in, yeah, it, it would be tough to. Yeah, exactly. I I've been on the I went to a game and been on the business end of a, a line drive off of a left-handed bat and uh, had a blister on my finger for just trying to catch it with my hand. So I can't imagine that ball having hit me in the face or you know hit me in the chest or the bruise it would have left if it if it actually made a little more contact. Might have made you look better, you know, if it hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't catch the ball either, so that's kind of could have got some of that uh, plastic surgery going on, yeah. straighten things up a little bit. But no, I think the I think the nets are a good idea. I think uh, with the way people are on their phones now, and you know, even not even that, but just you know, maybe they don't have the fastest reaction time. So I think the nets are a good idea. I don't see a downside to it. I don't know why people would argue against it. Uh, I'd be interested if any of you feel like it really is, I'd be interested to hear your, your take on it. Should they be extended down farther all the way to the foul poles? I was just about to say this uh, with uh, Royals were in Detroit not too long ago and they, the Detroit's extended them as far as you possibly can. Like it's, it's past the dugouts. The, I think they've extended them the furthest in the major leagues. So um, I, I think it's all, I think it's coming, you know, it's, I think, you know, baseball fans just need to get used to it. You know, you don't want to get in the in the face. Come on. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can't get a ball from a, a player or something like that. I'm like, yeah, you can. It just you, they go. The players have made it a point now to go kind of around the net. So I guess if they go a little further, you wouldn't be able to do that. The interaction with the players is a little off. But I mean, this is the only sporting event where you're really having that interaction with players and they're flipping you a two dollar baseball so if that's really your whole means or reason for going to the game i would maybe just say either pay less money and sit up higher and watch the game like everybody else and and try and develop a genuine interest or uh, just buy a two dollar game and have them sign it afterwards yep uh so yeah we're gonna so safety first obviously we're gonna talk about some products uh we've done this before um 
in an earlier episode. Um, but we did this when our kids were kind of really small. So um, but now they're walking. Now they're doing some things that are different than whenever we took them to ball games first time around. Um, so we're gonna give we're gonna update some of our thoughts on this, um, and just you know some of the products that we are using these days. Some tips when you're going out to the baseball game um, that that might help you if you go out to go out to any games this year. Um, one product that I found that was pretty cool. Actually, I found a couple. Um, I feel like snacks are a big deal, right? When you go anywhere with kids, like snack, you have to have snacks. Am I right on this, guys? Yeah, kids. Yep. Kids need snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you you need snacks, and you know you need to make sure that you're you're fed too. No one wants to no one wants to get hangry. Um, so I was looking on Care.com, and we'll post this maybe on the website or um, you know in show notes or something. Um, it was it was top. 10 things that you need to take when you know you're going out with your toddler and it was kind of a DIY project you just you know you get one of these craft uh, boxes with a lot of different compartments in it and you can just fill each compartment with snacks and I feel like that was a really good idea you can have a variety of snacks and you know it was it was really big I think it like a tackle box I think would work too um, you know exactly you, what I was thinking. you want to go that way uh, so I think that's a good idea, but you need to check with your ballpark, uh, your local ballpark. Some some you know places don't let you take in stuff that's not open, or I'm sorry that you know that is that isn't sealed. So make sure you check it on that. Um, but I feel like that was a good you know um, thing to hold your snacks. And then um, one of the other things that had on there was a uh, camping blanket, which oh, I'm sorry, a camping towel, um, which you can use as a blanket. And that was one of the the uses that it had. Um, if you're not using it as a towel. But it's um, it's it absorbs a lot. It dries fast, uh, which you know you <laughs> if you're if you have a toddler, you know you might be using it multiple times. So uh, you can you can grab those um, and then you know yeah just use it, dry it out. You know use it again. Um, I think they clean pretty easily. I think that's the purpose of them. So um, that was one of the things. The two thing two products that I saw that were a pretty good idea. And then one last tip: uh, go for open toed or I'm sorry. No open-toed shoes. Make sure that you're putting your uh, toddler in, in uh, tennis shoes because a they're more comfortable and b it's safer. So uh, those those are my kind of you know tips and tricks and, and products that I think will be good for you guys. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I have more of like a suggestion of obviously with any of this stuff you have to check with your stadium and they're pretty good about putting the stuff on the website of the stuff you can and can't bring. Uh, but most stadiums aren't going to tell you that you can't bring in a stroller. So I would recommend, even if your toddler was planning on running around and, uh, you know, you, you set them on the ground, they're obviously running around, you're keeping an eye on them. Uh, having a stroller there, uh, just to, something to put all your crap in and not have to carry it all around, lug it all around. Uh, don't be shy about bringing that bad boy in so you have kind of a home base and something where you can put your, your snack tackle box or uh, <laughs> something like that. So, uh Bring in your stroller. Uh, obviously, bring your carrier. Carriers are a lifesaver. As you get into the late innings of a, a baseball game, uh, you can put them on, get them out to the car. A snackle box. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shoot. We should have said, I shouldn't have said that out loud. Someone's going to steal that. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't TM. know. That one might be available. <laughs> snackle box, TM. Snackle box. Dead uh, pot snackle box. <laughs> yeah, so... Bring in your stroller, bring in the the carrier, uh, kind of do all that stuff, and um, pay attention. That's my other big tip. Uh, don't be that guy that's getting hit in the face by a line drive, and worse yet, don't let your kid get hit by a line drive. So if you're going to the game, enjoy the game, unplug a little bit, go out, have a good time, 
uh, spend the time with your family and don't be the, the guy that is, you know, on his phone the whole time or taking pictures like, have, you know, take a couple pictures of you and your family, but really, uh, you know, baseball is a great game. If you're, if you're not into it right now, you should really go out and, uh, kind of immerse yourself in it and, and really spend the time out there. And Kyle, and Malich- just, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's pretty simple. You don't want to be on uh, one of those sports websites where they're constantly making fun of people um, or you don't want to become a meme. So that's just a good way to live your life. Like yeah, do things true. that, so you don't become a meme. You know? That's an excellent uh, way to live your life. Yeah. Um, I'd say our big thing right now for going anywhere is uh, we have like these ring toys and to uh, keep the, the babies are really big into throwing stuff on the floor. They think it's hilarious. So we uh, leash them with uh, pacifier leashes and attach them either to like their stroller or their shirt or whatever so they can still chew on them and play with them and throw them down, but uh, it becomes a little game with themselves because they can pull them back up. So if you're taking a, you know, a kid that you can still hold and they can't walk or crawl everywhere, then uh, you know, maybe leash some toys to them and you know, puffs are a lifesaver. So we always, we always have a container of puffs with us. I think that's a fantastic idea. We used to do that. And then they used to have these little clamps that you could clamp it on anything. So we would have her and the carrier and then just clamp a toy to it. She can chew on it, throw it down. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're just uh, pacifier leashes yep. is what you can search on Amazon. Uh, I have one more baseball tidbit that uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. This guy from the Angels that this is completely out of the blue and back to actually more of the game of baseball. But have you guys seen this guy from the Angels who is a pitcher and a hitter? So he's kind of like the modern day Babe Ruth. Yeah, he, he, I mean he's Japanese, so he's not like he's the Japanese Babe Ruth, right? <laughs> but you know, this isn't something that really happens at all in baseball anymore. You kind of have to. It really doesn't happen in sports. Period. Like you kind of have to pick this yeah. uh, specific area that you want to focus on. You either got to be a football player or a baseball player, or you got to be a fielder or a pitcher. Like you don't really see this much anymore. I think it's. It, really intriguing he's hit like he's hit three home runs and he's pitched i think his first start he went like six innings and struck out six batters and he was he was the first player in several years i don't i have to look it up to see exactly how many years but to hit to win a win a baseball game and hit a home run in the same week well i mean is that true no i mean i'm sure madison Bumgarner's he hit two dingers on opening day last year but but in two different games i think was okay maybe that maybe that's it so like, yeah, it, it, it's impressive. It really is, and and there are plenty of studies out there that show that you should play multiple store, sports. You should play multiple. You should play multiple positions. You know, get as as much of that as you can. It's going to help in in other sports. Um, you know, sports isn't everything, but if it's your thing, you know, play multiple sports. It's going to help you. Um, you know, if you play basketball, you know, sprinting up and down the the court is going to help you in football. You know, if you if you want to, you know. Uh, you, it transcends sports, so make sure you're not putting yourself in a box there. Yeah, I mean, we all played multiple sports in high school, and I played football in college, and I played all over the football field. So I just think it's uh, it's kind of dumb to force your – you know, if you're forcing your kid to focus on one sport, because chances are he's not going to go pro in that sport. I, this may come as a shock to you, and you know, I'm sorry <laughs> that I have to be the one to tell you this on a podcast, but chances are he's not going pro in that sport. So when he's younger and when he's in, you know, or he or she is in, uh, you know, younger and in, has the opportunity to play multiple sports, 
allow them to do that. You know, you don't know what they're going to like. You may think that they like baseball, but truly they like soccer. So, uh, not my kid, but you know, if you <laughs> think that they're going to, <laughs> if you think that, you know, you know, what's best for them, you, you may, you probably, uh, and as far as that goes, you may not have, you may have something in mind for them, but it may not be what they really want to do. And they may just not want to tell you that. Yeah. And one last thing, we all have girls. Um, don't think, don't sit here and think, guys, that just because I have a girl, I'm not going to take her out to the ball, ball, uh, ball field and watch baseball. It's for everybody. Oh, okay? the old ball diamond. The old ball field. So don't, don't be that guy. You know, t- take everybody out there. It's fun. Yeah. There's a lot more. I saw this the other day, that there are a lot more, uh, like, uh, co-ed baseball leagues now. So, like, yeah. they're, not, they're not, like, splitting off at, like, uh, at an age, a certain age range to play softball or baseball. Like right. they're continuing just to play baseball all the way through. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe something for another show. But Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, anybody got any other closing thoughts? Kyle, you got anything else? Um, nope. I think I got all my thoughts out for today. <laughs> well, where are they going to find this show and, and other shows that they, they want to check us out on? Yeah, you should definitely check out our website. Uh, it's mydadpod.com. We've got a bunch of products that we've talked about and you know a bunch of different stuff up there that I think you guys would really enjoy if you've heard anything on the show and you're like, oh, I wonder where I can find that product. You can find it on our products page. Go check it out. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mydadpod and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mydadpod. Check out the podcast, subscribe, download, uh, give it a review on all of your favorite podcast services itunes android or google play stitcher Castbox, all those good ones so check it out there uh and let us know what you think yep uh that'll probably do or we're, we're gonna try to be more consistent so uh yeah we'll, you can hear if you've been wait, awaiting this for the past couple of weeks <laughs> where we apologize uh, and we'll, we'll do a better job we know none of you have so we're, we, we feel okay about it <laughs> Those five people who listen regularly. Right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. I did your stupid peace thing because you did my thing. (laughs) 